Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. I have an incredible co-host with me this week. She's one of the people who, as soon as I started this, I wanted on as soon as possible. So I'm so glad that she's decided to do it. So, yeah. Thank you, Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What do you want me to do? (laughs) Oh, God, I've lost me ear, (laughs) Pete. This is exactly why I wanted you on it. Well, it's probably not a good idea, Taylor. <laughs> no, no, it is. Four honestly. vodkas on and I've lost my earpiece. Well, that answers actually why I want to do it. <laughs> I'm a few beers, I'm a bit of a waffle. <laughs> oh, we can have a waffle. <laughs> oh, I know, honestly, I'm so excited that you that you agreed to do it. Because if, literally, if there is someone who has got a story to tell, it is you. I certainly have that. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Obviously, normally I start the the podcast with like a little bit of a, it's called the weekly waffle. Like I get a moan and so I kind of get something minor off my chest. But this week, I think I'm just going to go straight into the the positives because your story, I don't think it's, it's it's not one to be missed, is it? No, not really. (laughs) It is incredible. I don't know how I'm still here, but I am. No, but you are. I'm just here to talk to you all a little bit longer with my singing, I believe. (laughs) That's what to be it fair, is. I want to talk because I think I can technically say you're the first celebrity that I've had on. You mean I'm the best singer that you've ever had on? Yeah. Recording artist. I mean, yeah. What Do you realise Simon Cow is going to be banging my door down in the morning? I'm surprised he isn't already. Yeah. Do you want me to show you a copy of my CD? I have one. I'm... I have one downstairs. Are you, have you been playing it though? Every this day. Is the thing. Are Every you day. Sure? I'm surprised but... it still works. I'm actually thinking you're lying to me. Taylor. I would never, never. I, I actually, I actually think you are. I might just turn up there a couple of times here and there, just to check that you are playing it. Bellowing out at the, in the street. Yeah. Now, why aren't you playing my CD? Oh. Yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Joy has recorded her um, 
OCD. Yes. Hello. Hello, by Adele. And, uh, and I'm better than Adele. Well, to be fair, like I've, I've seen her sing live and not a patch on you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Ching, ching. <laughs> <laughs> the royalties roll in. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Where, where do we begin with your story? Because it's... Oh, you've been through the absolute oh, mill. Yes. 2016 I got told I had six weeks to live it wasn't operable it wasn't treatable and it wasn't curable and hopefully because of my age they agreed to let me have chemo if I wanted although it wouldn't cure me it would only hopefully get me eating before I died that's insane yeah it was pretty insane (laughs) I remember thinking Oh my God, six weeks. How am I going to tell my children so what, I've got six weeks? What was the first thing that kind of like went through your head then at that point? Obviously, hearing that news. Well, well, I just remember I was with this absolute no mark at the time. I don't okay. even know why I got involved with him, but he was in the room with me. Yeah. And, and actually, if he hadn't have been there, I probably would have said no to the chemo. He oh, insisted wow. that I had the chemo. Uh, he went, of course she's going to have it, of course. And I remember feeling like it was all, like, are they talking about somebody else in here? Or, it's you know, kind of like I, an out-of-body experience, isn't it? Yeah, it and I remember thinking, I can't die in six weeks because I can't tell my children I've got six weeks to live. They'll yeah. they'll be so upset. How how on earth am I going to say? <laughs> I, I'll have to lie By to you. By the way, yeah. That was my reaction. And as soon as we left the room, I asked him to phone my best friend, Annette, because yeah. I just needed to speak to Nettie because she was the only person. Well, she's your person. rock, isn't she? She's been my rock through all of this and, and my whole life, probably. I've learned an awful lot from her, as you do, from people you meet along the way. Oh, definitely. And... Um, I remember Annette turning up and she was devastated. She was crying. And I remember thinking, hold on, I need to make sure she's okay. I went, why are you crying? I went, don't cry. I said, I'm okay. Yeah. I went, you know, I, I didn't want to let it sink in to what they told me. Um, so my ex at the time and Annette went to the Red Lion pub. Um, as I just, I, I just needed to get out of there. Yeah. I went back up to the ward and got them to unlock all the drips that I had sticking in my arms, fluid and TPM, oh which was end-of-life care, palliative care. It was food through a bag because I couldn't actually eat because I had a small bowel, three tumours in my small bowel. My whole peritoneal was covered in uh, speckles. My pelvis, my ovary with an unknown primary. So they didn't actually know... <laughs> Really, I shouldn't be here now. I shouldn't. There's no way. It's impossible. So I have been a bit of a medical mystery. Wow. Um, <laughs> Do you know and... what though? It's just. Do you know what I, I love about this? this sort of, obviously, I know it's literally. It's obviously been the worst part of your life. It must be. No, Taylor. You... It hasn't actually. I've oh, okay. learnt. I've grown from this. I've learnt so much from this. People just take life for granted and I think with all this lockdown this has been for me a massive lesson because yeah you know I always do look at your mum as my inspiration that keeps me going and keeps me fighting at my lowest lowest point your mum makes me actually turn around and think what am I moaning about (laughs) you know really give me goosebumps but I think but I think you're the same for her though like, I think so. It Huge. was very kind of mm. similar times when everything kind of happened. I remember her coming down the corridor to pick me up one day with, um, she well, because her leg and foot were oh, playing yeah. up and I could hear this clonk, <laughs> drag, <laughs> clonk, drag. I thought, oh, here's Karen. Thank God I'm getting out of here. That's <laughs> one of my many trips in there with sexist, God only knows how many times, infected lines, um, Wow. Um, My ex actually watered the oil down and um, it turned out my cancer came back. 
in August 2018 after I was being on the telly with Phil and Holly and I won £84,000 so so... in the competition. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You can't just jump <laughs> that in there. Hang on. Let's back off a minute. So, it is all so a bit crazy. <laughs> you, you Obviously, you started taking the CBD oil, which obviously... It, no, it wasn't CBD oil. It oh, was... Okay. Um, it was cannabis oil with THC. Right, okay. The okay. THC actually makes the cancer cells commit suicide. And it was my best friend that actually brought yeah. it into the hospital. She'd researched it. Once I told her I had six weeks to yeah. live, her and a few others got together and they were talking about, you know, oh, my God, she can't die and all the rest of it. I mean, it was so surreal. Like, I just kept thinking, I'll think about it tomorrow. I yeah. kept blocking it out, blocking it out, thinking, I think tomorrow, just wanting to get through another day yeah. and still hadn't told my children at this point. And um, we went off to the Red Lion, had a few drinks. I was given a sleeping tablet when I came back to the ward. I went to sleep. Um, and I remember thinking, I'll, I'll take in what she said tomorrow because I, yeah. I can't take it in right now. And the next morning I woke up and it was just, I had endless visitors, thank God, because... Just kind of keep you going. I think that did keep me going because it, it, it kind of blocked out what was really going Actually on. Happening. yeah. And I had people come in from all over the place to see me that I hadn't seen for many years. And they decided to, I'd agreed to the chemo after my ex had said she's having it. Yeah, And I remember thinking, well, what good is it going to do? And part of me was thinking, well, maybe if they get this in, maybe it might, they might be wrong. It might help me. Yeah. And the first lot of chemo I had through a double Hickman line in my chest. One was for TPN, which was the food in the bag. And the other one was for the chemo that I would need for the rest of my life for three days every two weeks. Yeah. And I ended up with three different types of chemo and I'd would spend a day in the Arden Centre, the chemo suite, with um, these chemos running through the Hickman line in my chest. Yeah. And, um, oh, God, it's absolutely crazy to think back. Um, and Do you look night, back now and be like, did that actually happen? I've, I have <laughs> like been writing so... a book, Taylor, for three years I've been writing a book. So that is I incredible. kind of lived through all of it yeah. and dealt with it all. As I hadn't dealt with any of it, I've been in a bubble. And yeah. I think that's what kept me going at that point. And I, I had a lot of, well, so-called friends that actually I was such a giver and people yeah. took because that kind of scenario could. kind of, I mean, we, we've seen it like yeah. through mom. We still see it through mom yeah. that, you know, like how kind of, I mean, to tell you, I can say the same for you. Like you're so like popular and such like a, such a character that people like rape, like grab, you know, they they kind of naturally gravitate towards you. But then, kind of, when the shoe's on the other foot, and you like, you might need something, it kind yeah. of leaves you in a bit of a. Oh, I've had people gushing all over me, Taylor, to the yeah. point, oh, I bought you this, I brought you that, and oh, 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 God, I haven't got any money, and I need to pay for this and that. And, and I have always been a giver, Taylor, and, mm, yeah. and that has been a massive downfall for me as a person because people have took advantage of me yeah. but actually I'm a different person now and I, I, know, I can hear it in your voice I people can hear can like stand back and look and think who is she yeah you know she isn't that person that she used to be yeah because I'm not I, I don't think you could possibly go through a massive life-changing experience like that and be the yeah. same person I actually um, haven't really spoke about it much, but obviously my ex had watered it down because he's always wanted me back for many years. It's a bit yeah. of a bizarre story. He's still a bit of a stalker. I can't get rid of him. Because I didn't mention him on the TV, he got nasty and watered the oil down to like a cooking fat. And I carried on taking this oil, knowing that it wasn't right. And I wasn't getting stoned like I was. And I kept... What? So with that being watered down, it was kind of, at that point, was it kind of coming back? Well, yeah. Like and the, I oh. paid privately to see a private consultant as I wanted an MRI scan. Yeah. And not an MRI, no, a PET scan because it shows up more cancer. 
So I paid privately to go to the Meriden Centre to see a specialist. And actually on that particular day, um, my sister-in-law Sharon was with me and my niece Caitlin and we went off. It was at seven o'clock in the evening, my appointment. So I'd been waiting for about eight weeks for the results of my CT scan because I knew it was disappearing. Yeah. And my consultant's hands were obviously tied. She's not allowed to agree with the oil. With and, yeah. and, you know, she had to believe that it was the chemo that was working. And I was missing a lot of chemo because I kept jetting off on holidays. Well, and... you'd making the most of a kind of a bad situation. I was, you? Like, but... you just, you... I felt like at the time, if I ran away, it wasn't real. And when I got home, it was reality. So the more I went away and enjoyed time getting drunk and, I mean, what kind of friends would let you get in the States that I was actually getting in? I don't know. But, you know, it it got me through that period of time and what I needed to. So then I decided, right, I'm going for, um, I'd gone off to Spain. Um, in the January 2018, because I'd heard about a man that was, um, he was into alternative medication. Yeah. And I'd been taking the oil because I was drugged and I didn't want to take it and I didn't believe in the cannabis oil whatsoever. I really okay. didn't. I was adamant that it wasn't working. I hated the way that it actually made me feel. Yeah. And, and my daughter used to say, oh, Mum, have you took your oil and I pretend I had? And she began, well, why aren't you stoned then? Because I actually hated it. And I didn't believe anything could actually cure me. I've got six weeks to live. Yeah. I was sent home with palliative care. They had to set up my spare room with a massive fridge, with all this food being delivered, a nurse coming in in the morning to take the TPN off. And in the evening, she'd put it on. I'd have to sleep with um, a rucksack. And it was a big bag of fluid, which was my food, as as I couldn't eat because I'd get bowel obstruction and this severe pain and sick. And I'd end up back in hospital with morphine to kill the pain because that was the only thing that would actually touch it. Um, Demi learned how to actually do the TPN herself so she could take it on and off for me. I'm glad you mentioned because... I, I've had the pleasure of obviously meeting Demi and what a remarkable young incredible. girl. Lo- lo- incredible. Young, young woman. Like, like yourself, Taylor. <laughs> I think any, anyone would do anything Karen. for their mum. No, myself <laughs> and Karen are very blessed to have, you know, you in our lives because oh, not everybody's that. got children like that. They but really haven't. Um, I remember like bumping into her, like I think we were on a night out and I remember I just know. having a chat. She's and got an instant like, bond with you, Taylor. Yeah, and it was just like, for the first time, I think, in my life, like, it was just like, she understands. Where and you I feel are. like, yeah, and I feel like it was kind of reciprocated. Like, it was like... It was. I, I'd only met her, like, what, that, I think that was the first time I'd actually ever met her, but obviously we were mutual friends. Obviously our mums were friends. Mm. And it was just like... You knew Demi growing up, Taylor, but obviously yeah, yeah. with life and her going her path and you going yours... And your mum used to come over here um, as I couldn't really go out with Demi yeah. and Aaron. And, you know, so she used to come here with Annette. So you didn't actually get to build a bond no. with Demi on that level. But there is a massive bond between you both. Oh, definitely. She actually came back and went, well, I met Taylor last night. And, and I think she felt kind of relieved that she actually met you and yeah. knew how somebody in the whole world actually felt i know i'm glad you said that and that's Mm. it's given me goosebumps again but that's exactly how i felt yeah because it is incredibly rare and especially i mean you know i'm sure there's people out there whose parents go through certain things but they have kind of like a huge support network they have like other family members that are kind of dealing with different things whereas and i think it's kind of fair to say like we had at one point you know the weight of the world on our shoulders and i'm I'm, massively she would kind of agree with that, but she would. Yeah, she's incredible, and I think now, now's the time to kind of look back and feel like, Do you know what, she should be so proud of herself because it's the first time I feel like I can look back now. I think after all the new memories that have been made from such a horrible situation, mm. I'm like, Do you know what, and you You've grow from well. it, Taylor. You grow Definitely. from every bad experience. I do believe that. 
and I have brushed with death on many occasions over the last four years. Um, you're literally, you're incredible. Like, uh, and I, I love and it because every grown. time I see you, there's like, because obviously you kind of know what's kind of going on in the background, but like you are such like, I don't even know, like, I don't even know the word to use. Like you're just such like a, a ray of sunshine. Oh. Like you could be like <laughs> on your darkest day, I could be in your company for like 10 minutes. And there's a day that particularly stands out for me. It was like when I turned up to see mom and she wasn't in a room. I was like, where the hell is she? <laughs> and then I was like, you had gone out to the garden to get That was that. another incident where I risked my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. She um, nearly ran me over, Taylor. If I had gone through enough, in that chair. She nearly ran me over in that chair. She'd only just got it. And that was it. I thought, she's a God, nightmare. I nearly lost my toes as well as my legs and everything else in the process of getting her out to the garden. So should we just skip that bit? Yeah, let's do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting. So obviously, we went through some like really horrible times, and there's still days now where it's like I don't know how I'm going to do this. But that day in particular, like I was literally sat on that bench with you, and it was just like I think you kind of like you know had a little chat, blah blah, and then you kind of went off, and then it's like kind of like what you were saying about mom earlier on, like you kind of being each other's kind of like motivation and stuff. Like I look, especially about the women in my life. And I look at, like, what my mum's been through, like, even, like, with yourself. I just feel like you could have the worst possible days and you feel like, you know what, you guys are, like, the kick up the arse that I need. You know, because you're you're still getting up. You're still kind of living, making the most of, you know, of life. And I think that's one thing that I definitely, why I wanted to start the podcast, because it's just, like, so many different people are going through so many horrible situations. Oh, and there's a lot worse than us, Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I am blessed for every single day. The minute I open my eyes, I thank God I'm here. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for everything That's I have. Incredible. And I look at people like your mom, and I think, poor Karen, you know, like, yeah. I'm here. I can walk. I can get around. And, okay, you know, I have my own disabilities and yeah. that I've had to try and deal with and haven't been able to deal with on a lot of occasions, Taylor. I've yeah. been in a lot of dark places, but I'm still here four years on. You still have, you see, there's a reason. There's and, you know, a reason why you're still here. Obviously, I got through the, t- the after two months of being on end of life palliative care. Yeah. They removed it from my house. Um, obviously, they didn't tell me how good I was doing they yeah. only gave me a little well they didn't give me any hope they just so was that because of like the oil I believe or... most definitely yeah. I, well I know it's definitely the oil as when Mick watered it down it came back in 2018 yeah in the August um doctor my doctor wrote to another surgeon Mr Yusuf at the Good Hope in uh, Sutton Coalfield that actually asked to see me with a number of horrendous journeys along the way to that. I was actually in hospital with sepsis again. And and the problem is because of all the stuff I took, like the cannabis oil, 714X injections, um, they boost your immune system, all the vitamin C. I went vegan. I became no sugar in my diet. I was taking alkaline shakes. The healthiest I've ever been in my life. And I was feeling great. Absolutely amazing. But he watered it down. And the day I was told that I was in remission, um, I was on my way home when my ex had phoned. My sister-in-law was in the car and my niece because he was making me thank him every single day for saving my life. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. Ten times a day, he'd turn up at my house telling me how he'd saved my life, how I owed him for what he'd done for me. And he could lose his job and his profession and he works for himself and he stands in a field all night making this oil for me making me really be it's like as if like it's kind of like some kind bottom. of like guilt trip oh, he put like as if like he was in control yeah. of your life but that's oh he was in on. control of my life because well, i was thinking yeah. without him how am i going to be here because who else can make this oil because yeah. he made it so 
special to him and unique to him. And if it wasn't for me, you'd be dead now. How grateful are you? This is what he was asking. So after I went to Spain and the um, the doctor there had told me it was only in my gastric stomach, uh, the day I came back, um, I was actually got a phone call from ITV to tell me that I'd entered this competition and I'd this won. This is incredible. <laughs> and, and I was, um, what competition? I hadn't got a clue. And uh, I thought it was a wind-up because my friend <laughs> Kathy, I went to school with, I'd stayed with her mum and she went, you need to tell your story on Loose Women. You need to tell them your story. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just really, to be honest, like, yeah, yeah knowing that I should tell my story, but not really believing it. Yeah. I got home, I went to my friend Tasha's. She was going to blow dry my hair because I had hair extensions in and couldn't do it. Um, so um, I had the phone call. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon of uh, this is ITV Loose Women. <laughs> I thought this was an this absolute wind up <laughs> there was no way Kathy's mum had said that. So obviously it like, it's something to on? do with Kathy. Oh, I thought so, it was a Janet Street Porter. Was she like on the end of the phone? <laughs> no, it was a, a lady called Kaylee. She was calling from ITV Loose Women Competitions. And I was like, oh, really? You know, of course you I, are. I think the poor woman, she must have been on the phone for over an hour trying to convince me that I actually had won a competition. As I had no recollection whatsoever entering a competition, I actually said, oh, yes. And I was thinking, I'll just go along with it because it's clearly <laughs> something to do with Kathy. And then they asked for my postcode and I thought, oh, let's see now then if they know where I live. <laughs> so I gave them my postcode and um, she said Arundel Road. And I went, yes. And she went, what number? So I told her and she went, uh, so um, would you like to know how much you've won? And I went, oh, go on then. Thinking it was still a <laughs> oh, here joke. We go, here we Is go. it £20, £30 <laughs> or, you know. And she went, £84,000. And I went, what? What? <laughs> I went, no, and now I know you're actually joking. You are joking. And she went, no, honestly, I'm really not. So I was telling her my story and she went, oh, that's incredible. Would you like to come on the TV and tell your story and, and collect your checks. <laughs> so insane. I was like, this is an absolute joke. It's a wind-up. I really did think, and I rang, Demi had rang me, and I went, Demi, I'm supposedly have won £84,000 in this competition. <laughs> and she was going, no, you haven't. I went, no, I don't think I have either. And they're telling me I have. And she's going, really, Mum, really? And I went, and she'd said to me, if you look on ITV competitions on the website, your name yeah. will come up. So my friend Tasha was like trying to get on there for my name. And when my name appeared and I'd won £84,000, I had to drive home from, you know, Meriden to Charlesmore. And it was like, how does this even wow. happen? Like, well, how, how, does, this how even... does this even happen? Only to me. So. No, but if anyone would deserve it, Joy. Oh, my God. I've been paid out my life insurance, which was devastating. I've been given death money. To winning oh, money, that what the hell? How have I won that? I don't even remember entering. <laughs> I have not... never watched TV in my life. <laughs> I'm not a TV fanatic. I don't know one celebrity, to be honest, from the <laughs> other. So I'd won all this money and you'll be on TV with, you know, Alison Hammond, blah, blah, and uh, various other than it, Andy Peters. I was thinking I haven't got a clue who they <laughs> are. But are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so then I got invited down and I took Annette with me. We stayed, we were uh, given the, they'd booked the train tickets. We got on the train, they picked us up in a car and took me to the most beautiful hotel. It was wow. surreal. And uh, we were picked up at four in the morning, which was horrific. Oh, taken yeah, no, nobody needs that. Taken to the <laughs> no matter how many big Troxy Theatre. And um, me and Annette went in. It was freezing cold. <laughs> and we had to stand in the doorway where Andy Peters went in and out, going, welcome to this morning, blah, blah. 
and it was we had our coats on and off and I think you can actually see in one of the clips of that Annette's still got a coat on it was shot <laughs> that many times and we were pretending we were warm and it, I was absolutely frozen <laughs> to the bone and then we were taken into the main hall and they'd put on so much food it was like <laughs> Do you know what makes it me was like You've just what? won this like a massive amount of money. Like there's these celebrities there, and all you can think about is freezing. It's too it's cold freezing. in here. I can't <laughs> cope with this. You know, like who are these people? But the worst of it was Taylor. Um, there was another couple from Bedworth, ironically, that had won oh, also. They they won less than me. They're peasants, eighty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. We were stood talking they to them. They would put them up on a travel lodge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think they needed to be with 80,000 peasants. So they actually knew Tash, whose hair, who was doing my hair. And, That's mad. And his wife was going to do my nails the week after, and it was all arranged. What? I didn't, it, honest to God, this is crazy. Because when you I literally got could not write this. Them, no, you couldn't write it. I've been trying to write it for three years, but it's like. <laughs> It is, but it is mental, all of it. So anyway, this lady came over and started talking. And, and I remember this, um, I can't remember their names, the man and wife that had won the, you know, the peasants that had yeah. won 80,000. <laughs> um, they were talking about Coronation Street. And at the time, the the man that was with Eileen was murdering people and getting away with it. And it, I actually stopped watching Coronation Street because it dragged on and on and on. And I thought, oh, this is so boring. And this lady Not was when your talking. real life is like this. But yeah, yeah you don't need a bloody soap. You know, really, what do you need a soap for, for God's sake? And she was talking to this other lady about Coronation Street. And Annette was at the side of me. And I didn't, you know, I joined in to be polite. And I was saying, oh, it's so boring. I said, it's actually, I've stopped watching it because it's dragging on that much. And Annette kept nudging me, and I thought, what's she nudging me for? And she went, It wasn't someone from Courtney. No, it it was Sharon Marshall who actually writes the scripts (laughs) for the soaps. (laughs) (laughs) I was mortified. And Annette kept trying to shut me up, and I couldn't shut up because I went, You know, I said, It's really getting on my nerves. But I really elaborated on how I've actually stopped watching it. Whoever writes these scripts needs to get it to an end. I said, because it's dragging on and it's oh now boring. And Annette was like looking at me like <gasps> horrified. Um, I haven't got a clue, but she was actually a lovely, lovely lady. So down to earth. Did she take your advice? <laughs> Did she well, wrap the story up? <laughs> Well, it ended eventually. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a little bit of constructive and then criticism. It was, it was mad because then I had to go, um, we had to do so many different clips throughout the day. And, yeah. Uh, with Andy Peters, with Sharon, with um, Jay Goody's ex-husband, what's his name? Oh, um, yeah. I don't know his name, but I know, I know who you mean. Yeah. And there was so many celebrities there, but I didn't have a clue who any of them were because, unfortunately... I've never had time God, to sit and watch the telly. to go on. You've got bloody, you know, money to mm. win. Mm. <laughs> I'm dying. I, I'm like, <laughs> got time what? For you know, so how I, did that? How did that lead on to this morning? How did you? So I spoke to a lady there, one of the presenters, and I thought I was going to be telling my story that day. Yeah. However, they said they hadn't got time because we had to do so many clips because it was coming up to Easter for okay. competition winners because a lot of people think it's not real. Yeah. And it is real because I'm living proof. Well, yeah. So um, we went home. It was snowing that day. It was horrendous. And I ended up with pneumonia in the hospital. Oh, for and um, one of the presenters was supposed to call me back but didn't. However, the following weekend, I was going to Belfast. It was already booked yeah. with my friend Sharon, who works at the Arden Centre. And uh, it was for Irish Dave. I don't know if you remember him. It's his 50th birthday. Okay. So I was supposed to be going, and my friend's brother picked me up that morning, and I didn't feel well. I couldn't even pack my case. I felt yeah. so ill. And everything had been a massive 
like whirlwind. It was like, whoa, hold on. I need to, my head needs to catch up with my body yeah, with all of it. going on. And um, I, I threw a few things in a case half-heartedly thinking, I really don't want to go. I don't feel well. I, yeah. I, I, I know something isn't right. But it turned out I had um, pneumonia. And I think probably from being so cold in there, because it's an old theatre and it's so big and it wasn't <laughs> I easy. think it was where me and Gemma went to a gig before Christmas. It's like quite yeah. like an old I think you did, because I said to Annette, oh, Taylor and Gemma had been there. She put it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. Went, I wonder if they were as cold as we were. <laughs> if I knew they were going, we were told to it take the scarf. <laughs> but when you went for a concert, it would have been full. Yeah. But it was... Obviously, only the ITV and, you know, me and the competition winners (laughs) and me slating off the writers (laughs) of the soap. So, anyway, we we went home. I didn't feel, I didn't think anything more. I was on the way to the airport the following weekend um, to go to this 50th party. And I was meeting Sharon and her boyfriend, Steve, uh, remember Shaggy? him um, yeah. he was good well and um we were on the way on the a45 i, I thought i'm going to be sick I, I actually felt like i really can't i was cold yeah. i felt ill and i knew something was drastically wrong um so halfway up i had to stop the car to be sick on the side of the a45 on the way to the airport <laughs> And um, Sean actually said, I think Joy needs to go home. And I was so relieved because I thought, oh, thank God I'm going home. Yeah. I feel so ill. So um, we came home um, and then I ended up in hospital for a few days with pneumonia. And then um, while obviously I didn't go, my friend Sharon did. And she was talking, David said, where's Joy? I thought she was coming. And Sharon said, unfortunately, blah, blah, and told the story up to that point. And uh, somebody was there that worked for the Telegraph. And they said, what's that? And, you know, Sharon had said she told them all about me. And um, I think it was Steve's daughter. And um, somebody called Fiona had phoned me after the day I came out of hospital um, to say, could she have my story for the Telegraph and blah, blah, blah. And she'd got most of it, so I filled her in the bits she didn't have. And I thought it would be tomorrow's chip paper. That that was yeah. it. I didn't think anything of it at all. And uh, it came out in the Telegraph the following morning. I had a reporter at my door at 7.30 in the morning. Demi let him in. <laughs> I was still stoned from taking my oil the night before um my granddaughter was in bed and I was I came down the stairs Demi had said somebody's here to speak to you and I was like oh hello and he went I'm a reporter from I think it was SWNA news or something like that I don't I don't really remember thinking what the hell is he doing what do you want you know and (laughs) and he walked in like he owned the house, really intimidating, asking me to sign paperwork so I wouldn't speak to anybody else. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, what, what the hell is going on? You know, you know what do they want me yeah, for? Well, this isn't, yeah, this is not. What? And then um, I said, oh, in the end, he was in here, and I, I thought, how am I going to get rid of this man? I don't want to speak to him. I just want him to go. And he said, well, I said, I'm sorry, I've got to get my granddaughter to school because Ellie was actually living with me at that point. And um, he said, well, what time will you be back so we can speak to you and get a story? So I said, oh, about one o'clock, you know, just trying to get him out of my house, really, because I was was just like, I felt frightened, to be honest. I, I really did. I thought, what? Well, you hear kind of like horror stories, don't you, about reporters and... Well, kind of like the lengths they go to to kind yeah, of yeah and I was thinking how do they know where I live how, how have they turned up here how have yeah. they found all this out about me and um, I went off to my friend Tasha and she took Ellie to school and I didn't come home all day because I was too frightened to actually come home 
do it, and yeah. my phone was just ringing constantly with all these different numbers, and I was thinking, oh, my God. So about 3 o'clock, I think I answered the phone because I was too frightened to answer my phone. And it was ITV asking me if I would go down to London that night. They'd put me in a hotel with myself and a friend to appear on This Morning with Phil and Holly to give my story. <laughs> and I was, it was, I kind of got swept along with it. I just kind of thought, oh, my God, what story? Yeah. You know, like, what, I'm dying. Do they think this is funny? Or, you know, I, I don't know what, everything was, like, so surreal. So, um my sister-in-law, Julie, came with me. We went down to London. We got the train. They paid for the train. They got sent a car to pick me up. And they took me to the most stunning hotel I've ever been in in my life. It was a Marriott <laughs> hotel. Yeah. And um, they'd paid for food and so much for drink. And me and Julie sat in the bar this night. And um, I went off to the toilet. I came back. And there was this crowd coming over with a cake. And I was thinking, oh, what are they doing? And Julie was Whose like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I did. Who's, who's in here? You know, like. It was like one of those annoying things, you know, when your mates tell the TGIs that it's your birthday when it's not. And they come over with like the balloon. Yeah, hat kind and of. And I was like, well, they're walking towards me. What are they looking at me with a big <laughs> smile on their face for? And they went. Oh. They're like toilet paper stuck to you. And, and Julie was like, oh, you know. And I was like, what? And they went, could we have a picture with you? You, you, you're the world's real Wonder Woman, um, you know. And I was like, what the hell? And they bought, made me a cake, and had the world's best Wonder, the world's Wonder Woman, or something on it. I've got a picture of it somewhere. That's insane. And they were all like wanting pictures with me. It was absolutely disbelievable. Um, uh, it was like. I need to go to bed after that. It was, like, so surreal. They wouldn't let us pay for a drink in the hotel. Even when we'd run out of the ITV's fund, they went, no, it's our pleasure. And the manager gave me a card and said, if ever you want to stay at a Marriott hotel, call me. So the following morning, we were being picked up. I can't remember. I don't know if it's about 8, 9 o'clock. And we had a cup of coffee in bed. We had these big queen-size double, uh, queen-size beds with white, all white bedding. And uh, Julie made me a coffee and I spilt it all over the bed. And I thought, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, oh, my God. I was like, oh, no. Uh, Oh, I felt terrible. You know, they won't be inviting me back here. He's given me his card the night before. Take that card back. Yeah. (laughs) So the next morning, I was so relieved we didn't have to get up at four because a couple of weeks before we had to be up at four. So I was yeah, thinking no, it was the same. <laughs> so, but it wasn't. So I wasn't really looking forward to it. I was thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. I'm going to end up back in hospital. So yeah. um, we were taken to the ITV studios. It was just before they moved to where they are now. Um, and I remember thinking, God, this is a really scruffy place. It was like an old warehouse, and we had to go up these yeah, stairs. Yeah, those places are really weird, aren't yeah. they? And then you go into like the rooms, and it's like, oh. And the first person <laughs> I saw was this friendly man, Chinese man, waving at me, and that was Gok, but I didn't know who Gok oh, was. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and then we would take. I was taken to the green room, and with Judy, we sat there, and this man came in, and I thought he was a tramp. He had this old overgrown <laughs> coat on and it was the time when a footballer had been abusive to somebody in a car. Yeah. I can't remember because I haven't got a clue anything about football or anything. I think I've lived oh, in a bubble. And he turned out to be one of the managers who was being interviewed after me and he shook my hand. He went, I've heard about you. And I was he stumped wow. well. Well, I won't say, but he was in this old like coat that looked too big for him, and I was thinking, "Oh God, who's he?" You know, what's he rolled what's, in? What have they dragged in? You know, <laughs> anybody can come on here. So he was shook my hand and said, "You're an absolute inspiration," and blah blah. And I was I didn't have a clue who he was. Um, yeah. But he turned out to be a football manager. I don't know which team for because I can't remember. And <laughs> then um, they took me off to get my makeup done. And uh, Julie had to wait in the waiting room, uh, in the green room. She was going, can I come? And they said, no, you need to wait here. Um, so I went off to have my makeup 
Clifton and Sharon, Sharon Marshall walked in with her, um, she was pregnant and we'd been, when we were on before a couple of weeks ago, yeah. she'd said to me, oh, we've been, uh, a shot's been taken, we were in the OK magazine and it was because she was pregnant, but I hadn't even noticed. But when I yeah. saw her two weeks later, it was more visible. And I was yeah. talking to her and it was so weird. It was like I actually knew her. It was like we're having a <laughs> chat with her. <laughs> it was so surreal, all of it. And then um, we went back and they asked me for my um, medical records, which I've got previously, which yeah. they took off and read. And then they came back and then I was, they said, right, um, you're on now. Um, so they took me on to um, the set. And it, it was like not what I imagined. And it yeah. was like um, just basically all cameras around you, loads of cameras <laughs> and a settee. And Phil and Holly were stood there like silent, waiting for live. You know, they go, right, you're live. So then they start yeah. talking. And it was... Um... Were you nervous? No, I didn't feel nervous. I felt like I, I couldn't understand, actually, in my own head what was actually going on what was actually happening and what was happening it was all very surreal and then they brought in this Matthew Atler he's um a drug expert on cannabis and research and uh, I think they wanted a doctor on with me but they couldn't get one yeah. so they brought him in and um he had said to me you know I've got a battlefield on my hands trying to legalize cannabis He's yeah. made a class B drug, and I think it was made a class B drug basically because they knew of the healing properties in that plant. Because yeah. I do believe it's a massive pharmaceutical industry, isn't it? It's a billion a pound industry. I was kind is. of threatened, really. And um, although, you know, at that time it was like, I'm taking cannabis oil illegally, but, you know, I've never took a drug in my life, and it was. It was like I felt like I was going to be arrested or, you know, what's yeah. going to happen to me now? Then I kind of got kind of frightened thinking I'm going to get arrested for taking cannabis and everything went through my head. Um, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're not used to that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden it's like, but you can fair to say the risk paid oh, off. Most definitely. Um, because, well, obviously it came back in August after Mick had done what he'd done with the oil. Yeah. And I um, ended up having to have major surgery, my peritoneal taken out at the Good Hope. I had high pec surgery. Um, it's not done in Coventry. It's done in very few places in England. And I was one of the very elite few to have this surgery. And yeah. um, I went in on New Year's Eve. And for a, um, a camera uh, to find out exactly, because he wanted to see without the scan exactly where it was, because I knew it was back then from the August. Yeah. Because I was just taking cooking oil instead of cannabis oil. Wow. And <laughs> um, not a lot of people actually know why it came back, but that's the reason. And um, it went on from there. I had, um, he said it was a lot worse than what he thought it was when he went in with the camera. On the 16th of January 2019, I went in. They ripped peritoneal out and every organ that I could live without. I ended up with a stoma, which I was absolutely mortified and thought, actually, I can't, I can't actually live with this. And yeah. I was in bed for probably six months of last year. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to live with it. Like my whole life yeah. completely changed. It changed me as a person. Um, I just got through each day, basically, and have done up until yeah. now. Um, before Christmas, uh, I stopped taking the oil again, and it came back. And I knew it was back, but it wasn't visible on the scan. Yeah. But it was actually, they are You know your own body, though, don't you? I know my own body better than anybody. Yeah. And if, if, I, if something's cool. wrong, I know. If, if yeah. my fluid's low, if I feel dehydrated, I need to go in for a bag of fluid. Because I've got a high-output stoma. And basically, I can only drink one litre of fluid a day with eight diorolites in. Anything else 
dehydrates me. But yeah. when I went into hospital last year on Ward 33, it was horrific. They didn't know what I had done. It wasn't recorded because I had it done at the Good Hope. It wasn't on the yeah. system at our hospital. And um, I, 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 kind of going in blind. I was going what... in blind, trying to yeah. explain I'd had this surgery, and you know I had my peritoneal taken, part of my small bowel operated on, my whole large bowel completely taken out, a hysterectomy. It actually started in my appendix. We found out, which is an absolutely no useless organ. That's a ju- yeah. I had mine ripped out. Yeah, for many then... <laughs> years, Taylor. I'd gone on. That to the doctors insane. with the bloated stomach. They kept telling me there was nothing wrong. Uh, I mean, my stomach... They did that to me around my 18th birthday. Really? Literally, it was, I, had, I had it ripped out of me when I was... Literally, I think it was either just before or just after I turned 18, but I kept having to go to the walking centre with the same thing. Thank you. Because my doctor used to put his head down and tell me I had irritable bowel. Um, and he wouldn't even look at me to the point where I actually felt a nuisance going to the doctors, to be yeah. honest. I, I actually felt like, oh, God, they're going to think it's her again. I mean, I was a size <laughs> eight, but I had this massive belly. But in the morning, it would be flat. But as soon as I had a cup of tea or et, it got bigger and bigger. Yeah. So um, I was really neglected, to be fair. And I think... A lot of it, I mean, before Christmas, two months I was in hospital for and they wouldn't believe me. I actually felt like going out of there just to go home and die. Yeah. Because I completely had given up. And I do believe people come into your life for a reason. And Jackie was one of those people, I said earlier. On that that particular time. At that particular time, because I just thought, why do I want to live with this bag? Why do I want to live coming in and out of here? They're not believing me. The surgeons were telling me to drink more, and I was trying to explain that I couldn't. But they weren't listening. They were just telling me to drink more. They wanted me off the ward because they wanted the bed. And um, I was going home this particular day after two months in there, nearly two months at that point. Uh, I was going to go home and go to the Good Hope and go through their A&E. Um, because I thought at least they'll know what I'm talking about because they haven't got yeah. a clue here. They'd left me with no fluid. And my friend Trish came in and she actually went mad at them going, she needs fluid, she's dehydrating. Because one of the problems now is I will dehydrate if I drink. The more yeah, I, I drink, the more I would dehydrate. So I can only have restricted fluid. I can't have vegetables because they're fibre and that would make... Um, the the output even higher. It's very complicated, but um, I know what I can drink and what I can't, and what yeah. I can eat and what I can't eat anymore. But you know, I think this lockdown has actually made me want to live again and appreciate what what I have what got, got and who I am and how much I've grown from the horrific experience that I've had over the last four years. Oh, wow. Do you know what? I normally end this on podcast like on such like on a, like on a positive note, but just hearing what you've just said, it's like, positive. After everything that you've I'm been so through, I'm so blessed like, to be here, and thanks to, to still have that kind of outcome. And to ching like, to cannabis oil because I know well, that that is the one. Definitely. Thing. Well, I, it came back in three places. I haven't had any chemo this year. They wanted to put the lines back in in January. Yeah. And I didn't want them. I wasn't ready for all that chemo and all of that again. So I put my whole faith into the cannabis oil. And I've taken that every night since Christmas. And it's gone. A week before lockdown. Well, so it's completely gone? Yeah, I had a phone call off my oncologist. Oh, my, that's incredible. To tell me that there's no evidence of any peritoneal disease, any metatasis or meta- whatever they call it. Uh, no lesions, which were there wow there's no evidence of any bowel obstruction which has been even prominent since the operation but it's gone do you know what joy like you literally are probably the most inspiring person i think i've ever spoke to i think your mother because... that one taylor she takes all the credit for she that She is, one. but she's but she's she's also a nightmare. That one. And so can I be. <laughs> Demi would tell you exactly the same, because I've yeah, gone through fair, like, so it's... many ups and downs and so many thoughts. It's kind of like I've relived my whole life again yeah. and thought about everything that I've done. 
and yeah. grown from it and learnt from it. I'd never, it's I always incredible. sold myself short. I thought I was worthless. I wasn't worth You never sold yourself short. No, not what? anymore, Taylor. I've... I tell you what, there's no, no. way. And I think that's I'd one thing that's definitely anymore. I've learned from this situation is believe in yourself. Yeah. Because no one else is going to have your back unless you don't. Yeah. And I think I look back now and just feel like, you know what, every decision that I made, everything, like, was for a reason. And now I look back, like, you know, see how progress, you know, mum's made, like, how even, like, my own personal life, like, the, you know, the improvements. And even I look at my little little sister and I feel like, do you know what, this is every decision I made was the right one. Of course. Ah, stop it! I'll cry. I've had a few beers. And and so and and Gemma, you both have been, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you've been her life. You've been everything. You've Uh, kept her going, Taylor. And to be fair, you know, she she beat. We have the news that she beat COVID (laughs) nineteen. She's beat it. (laughs) Tell me. And that's even more incredible. I cannot yeah, get we'll that. that one I'm not so you. sure I'm that incredible to beat that <laughs> okay, one. Okay, so one last question for you. I don't want it. If you had to pick a song for your that mm-hmm. was going to be the theme tune of your life, what would it be? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Hello, it's me. I was wondering oh, God, exactly. if I had all these years. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's my song. You do know I've made a CD, so rightly so. I don't understand. I'm quite, I'm not quite, I'm a bit worried well, why someone you know hasn't come knocking on my door Well, to be yet. fair, I would have thought your I thought he'd have been here ITV long before now. a few strings for you. It's just rude, to be fair. You Phil and Holly, pull so, your finger out. You? <laughs> well, clearly they're not really, are they? I mean, God, <laughs> what has gone wrong? No, I don't think they can hear very well. Obviously, neither can neither can Simon, (laughs) who's got a problem with his hearing. I can tell you that because he would have snapped me off and I would have been number one Uh, by now. I'm so glad you you decided to do this with me. Well, your mum had asked me at the start. Oh no, I'm so glad you did. And And it is literally such an incredible story, and there is still so much more of it to come, Joy. So. And I can't, I literally oh, I cannot Oh, God, there's a lot more to, to that story. That's only a, a, a <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have you back Taylor. on in a few weeks and we'll go for a party. <laughs> Joy, the sequel. <laughs> I'm having a party now. <laughs> the secret is the book to read. That's what's got me to win the money. Have no, you read the secret, But I think Taylor? Leah spoke about this. Right. Get on Amazon and get But no, thank you so much. <laughs> Do you know, everything thought. is down to thought. Oh, 100%. I'm with you on and that positive one. positive thinking. Okay. Well, Read the secret. I'm so glad you asked, you decided to do it. And I really I hope, obviously, you keep You're going from strength welcome. to strength. Because no one deserves it more than you. Honestly. But yeah. Well, Thank you, that, that's Taylor. it for this episode. And I really hope you've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So I will I see have, you all yeah. next week. Joy, we definitely need a beer once this is all over. <laughs> oh, dear God. I don't know if I can cope with the beer. It's bad enough with a few vodkas. Oh, but right. hang on. I will speak to you soon. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. No night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.